COVID-19 has taken many people's lives. It's stopped us in our tracks. It's made many of us sick and afraid. It's also caused many of us to step out of our comfort zones to protect those who may be most vulnerable, those with underlying conditions, those with health that may not be the best, those in certain categories that would make them most vulnerable. It is our act of love to stay in isolation. Last week, one of the more famous people that was killed by the virus was an incredible singer, songwriter, the man of at least two generations that chronicled everyday life, its despair and its joys, its humor, and its deep loneliness. That man was singer-songwriter John Prine. One of his, well, first of all, he wrote from his own experience. He had deep roots in Kentucky and was born in Chicago. He was a mechanic in the army and he was a mail carrier. And in those day-to-day experiences, he, he wrote his lyrics, often in his head. Sometimes they came quite easily, other times he had to tweak them. One of his saddest songs was a song named Sam Stone. And he wrote of a Vietnam War veteran who came home and suffered greatly from post-traumatic stress disorder as well as addiction. The song has one of the most chilling for anyone, but especially those of the Christian faith, one of the most chilling um, refrains that I've ever heard. The refrain, the lyrics to the refrain are, there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes. Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose. Little pictures have big ears, don't stop to count the years. Sweet songs never last so long, never last that long on broken radios. On this Good Friday, you would think that the height of despair and sorrow would be the image of Christ crucified on the cross. But for me, for those of us who believe and profess and attempt to follow Christ, that lyric, Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose, is actually the epitome 
the height of sorrow and despair. It is the apex of aloneness, the apex of being in the pit. It is the height of despair, and it is also a lie. It is a lie. It's a lie that some might lament when they're in the midst of despair and hopelessness and fear and grief, but it is a lie nonetheless. Jesus Christ, an unarmed healer, a brilliant teacher, the word of God was crucified, was killed by the powers that be for a very specific reason. The positive reason was he chose to let his crucifixion happen out of the immeasurable love of God for each and every one of us. And the poorly motivated reason was that the powers of B were trying to silence the word of God. They were trying to silence the word of God, which questions emperors and despots, which questions the would-be tyrants and their petty officials, which will not stand up to them like Pilate. They tried to silence the word of God, which proclaims in the wilderness and to those who abuse their power, you cannot rule as if you were God because you are not. God is love, God is sacrifice, God is mercy, God is grace. God is not using the power to kill those who are vulnerable. Jesus Christ was killed by the powers that be who did not value life, who did not value those who thought and lived differently than the emperor wanted them to. Maybe a little like the powers that be today that do not value the lives of our older generations and say so blatantly. He was killed to try to silence the word of God, which challenges those who say some are expendable and others have the right to have, have it all, have more, way more than enough. We know that there are Christian values. I just named a few of them. Love, mercy, justice, solidarity, compassion. So that means that there are anti-Christian values. We know that the kingdom of God has values 
as Jesus summarized, to love one another as Christ loves us. And so we also know that there are, at, there are kingdoms or folks or powers that do not hold the value of God's reign that do not pray for thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It was those that held anti-divinity, anti-Christ, anti-kingdom of God values that tried to silence the word of God on the cross. But even in the silence of the crucified word, God speaks to us. God speaks to us. Even in the silence that makes the earth tremble, God speaks to us, even in the silence of our pain and agony, the word speaks. When we look at Christ crucified, we're reminded today that Christians are not to define Christ's victory in the resurrection as as the generations of Christians to follow having a pass on experiencing despair or injustice or cruelty. We're not to define Christ's victory as Christians having the right to skip over the hard parts of the human condition. We're not to identify Christ's victory in the resurrection as being that we are invulnerable to the powerful or to the sorrows of this world. Christ's victory on the cross is that we are known, not alone when we cry out against hate and evil, when we show solidarity and compassion, when we extend grace and mercy, Christ could have taken a pass on the crucifixion, but because of love of us, love for us, He did not. In the silence on the cross, we are known and gathered into the extended arms of the crucified one. So that in the midst of despair, we know that God is with us. God speaks to us in our sorrow. The Christian century in its most recent publication, wrote about Pastor Martin Rinkard, who was a gifted musician at several 
prominent churches in Saxony, Germany, before he became a pastor. He then served as a pastor to the people of Eilenburg for 30 years before his death, years that almost exactly overlap with the dreadful 30 years war. I'm talking about a couple, a few centuries ago. But because Eilenburg was a walled city, refugees from the surrounding countryside besieged by invasions of the Swedish military poured into Eilenburg. It didn't take long for famine and pestilence to set in. And one day alone, one year alone, 8,000 people died of disease. 8,000 people died of disease, including other clergy, most of the town council, and Pastor Rinkart's own wife. He was left to minister to the city almost entirely alone, sometimes preaching at burial services for as many as 200 dead in one week. Known as a faithful and caring pastor, he gave away everything he owned except for the barest essentials to care for his family. In the depths of communal suffering that were all around him, that was all around him, Rinkhart wrote a hymn text with words now familiar to many of us and that surely counter the lie of Prine's refrain. Those words are, Now thank we all our God, with heart and hands and voices, who wondrous things has done, in whom the world rejoices. In another verse, he speaks of a bounteous God staying near us, through our grief and anxiety and pain, he says, keep us in all grace and guide us when perplexed and free us from all harm in this world and the next. We are privileged as we remember this day to know that the word does not stay silenced. We are privileged to know that the word is resurrected. And I think this Good Friday in the COVID-19 pandemic, it's what we need to remember. Christ died for love of us, Christ died knowing that we would need a Savior who knew despair. Christ died because of injustice. Christ died because of fear. Christ died because power was abused. And in the silence of the cross, we are given courage.
Amen.